this morning, the title of my word is called Prioritizing God's Kingdom. Okay. And um, there was a scripture that the Lord laid on my heart. And this scripture, for many years, it was, it's actually one of my favorite scriptures. I have many favorite scriptures. I always say, oh, this is my favorite scripture. But this is one of my favorite scriptures. Excuse me, guys. <clears throat> and um, many years ago, I was used to use this scripture, use this scripture. And recently, the Lord laid it on my heart, which is Matthew 6, 33. Very simple scripture, but it's a very powerful scripture, you know. Um, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We are, the times that we're living now, they're very pre precarious times, okay? Living for God is paramount. There's so many things happening, things that we do not expect. Now is the time for us to get ourselves right if we haven't been doing that already. Now is the time to really seek God with all our heart. You know, the scripture says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. We need to make sure that we're looking to him. We're seeking his kingdom first. Prioritizing his kingdom sowing into eternity because this scripture is helping us to sow into eternity to have a kingdom perspective okay sowing into eternity is the currency that we're dealing with now especially um, in the times that we're in and it will sowing into his kingdom as well will help our mindset to be focused on him when i look at this scripture um, there are instructions as believers that we need to do. It's a, the scripture is full of actions, okay? Seek first. It's an action. We need to do something, okay? Um, so therefore, we need to make sure that we're actually acting. We're actually doing what he wants us to do. And this includes me. You know, after so many years being in the Lord, I still struggle at times, <clears throat> to do what the Lord is telling me to do. And then afterwards, sometimes after I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is why the Lord prompted me to do that. But you know what? It's fine. You just have to get up. It comes again for you to do something. And you remember, oh yeah, this is what the Lord wanted. This happened before. I'm not going to miss it this time. Okay. When, when I looked at this scripture, Matthew 6, 33, there's actually a context um, with this scripture. The previous verses um, with this scripture is speaking about us not worrying. That's why the Lord is telling us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Because when we're worrying, we're looking to ourselves, we're looking to our carnality, we're looking to the flesh, and we're not looking to him and doing what he wants us to do in his kingdom. Okay, Matthew 6, 32 says, for the pagans run after all these things. Pagans are people who do not believe in God. So that's what they're doing. But that's not our portion. We need to make sure we're looking to him. We need to make sure that we're reaching out for the things that he wants us to reach out for. Our Heavenly Father knows the things that we need. <laughs> he knows it even before 
we know it before we've even processed it he knows the things that we need he knows that we need clothes he knows that we need food he knows that we need shelter a place to live he knows that our children need things he knows that we need a job he he knows that we need strength to do certain things he knows all these things when we look to these things we focus on these things they're worldly concern they're worldly concerns and that is not what god wants us to have worldly concerns Jesus hasn't come for us to have worldly concerns. Jesus warned his disciples <clears throat> about worldly concerns often and how to deal with worldly concerns, seeking God first. That is how we're to deal with them. This is the remedy to avoid us putting our focus on those worldly concerns. Our father who is love he's a god of love he is far more trustworthy than man he knows far more than us you know and he encourages us through this scripture and other bible verses as well to have an eternal perspective and it's the eternal perspective that's going to get us to be with him in heaven only an internal perspective is going to navigate us to heaven so therefore, we are called to discard, to let go of these worldly concerns, to let go of anxiety, to let go of worry, to let go of these things that weigh us down, that we're putting so much emphasis on. Instead, we need to look to him. We need to seek first the kingdom of God, knowing that all these things will be added. So when we look to him first, put him first, prioritize him and the things of his kingdom, everything else will fall into place doesn't fall into place though the timing that we want it to fall into place not at all and that doesn't mean that things haven't gone the way it should go god's timing is always best the appointed time that he has for different things for us is always best and that's the way we need to look at it if we worry about things and not look into him what we need to do is ask ourselves this question what purpose, what use is God in our lives if we are worrying? Rather than looking to him, we're busy worrying. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to, um, chapter 3, 5 to 6, instructs us to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. And that is the key. Trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. Our own understanding doesn't take us anywhere. Our, our own understanding is a very carnal understanding. It is not God's understanding. So lean not on our own understanding. In all of our ways, not just some of our ways, all of our ways, we need to acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. So the parts that we're not acknowledging him in, he can't direct those parts. Only the ones that we're giving to him, things that we're not giving to him, he'll hold back. So we need to make sure we're acknowledging him in all our ways and he will direct our parts. As you know, our senior pastor has gone to be with the Lord. <clears throat> sure he's having a fantastic time there right now. One of the things I admired him about, it was how he handled um, 
himself during his time of um, illness. When Pastor Joe first found out that he had um, cancer, obviously, yes, he took time to digest it. But that time wasn't a long time to digest the information that he had. This did not stop him seeking God first and his righteousness. It's not an easy thing to do when you're faced with bad news. Like I said, the initial default reaction is to isolate yourselves, to gather your thoughts, maybe even think about what's going to happen. However, after digesting the, the news, he continued with his ministry, doing the work of God, which is not always easy. It's a battle. But this is how we're to be. God knows. He knows what we need. And Pastor Joseph knew that. So he left everything else to him. He just needed to do what the Lord was speaking to him about um, doing. God knows what we need. Before we acknowledge ourselves what we need, he knows what we need. In order to seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness, as believers, we need to understand God's truth for ourselves. Understand the purpose of why we're seeking his kingdom first and obeying this truth. This will be by far more beneficial for our lives and, allow, and not allowing our carnal ways to creep in. A few weeks ago, Olu, um, when he preached, he one of the things he was talking about when, um, um, yeah, sorry, one of the things he was speaking about was the belt of truth, which he said was the first armor of God. And this is rightfully so. And it is definitely deliberate that this is the first armor of God, the belt of truth being the first one, because we need to have the truth. In order for, when you're in a spiritual battle, in order for you to um, fight something, you need to firstly understand the reason why you're fighting. You don't go to a battle not knowing, why are we fighting? The belt of truth is linked to the word of God. The word of God is God's truth. It's the way he wants us to live our lives, the things he wants us to do. The promises are in the word of truth. Without God's truth, we are lost, we are vulnerable, and we leave ourselves open to the enemy. The enemy can do all sorts of things to us. When we're left vulnerable, we can be moved, we can be thrown in different places, and every doctrine can make sense to us, not realizing it's the wrong thing that we're doing. Ephesians 4.14 talk about um, the trickery of men and the craftiness in deceitful scheming. All these things we're open to when we do not know the truth. We leave ourselves open. Similarly, as believers, we must understand why we are to seek the kingdom first and run with this truth. We need to make sure that we seek his kingdom first. That is what God wants us to do. That is our priority. As we seek him, as we do his work, as we do his will, everything else falls into place. The jobs that we're putting more focus on, that should be secondary. 
even to an extent our children as well. Yes, we're to look after our children, but overemphasis on our children. We need to put God first because when we hear from God, we put him first. We hear what he has to say about the job, our children, whether it's our home we're putting more emphasis on, whatever it is we're putting more emphasis, whether it's a marriage, we hear from God about these things. And we're not doing it the other way around, putting these things first and leaving the crumbs for God, but we're putting him first because with him, we hear how we should be in the other things that we shouldn't be putting emphasis on. Seek his kingdom first. It's not, a, it's not an easy job. Sometimes we have easy seasons with this. And sometimes it's not so easy, depending on what is going on around it, what challenges we have facing us. God knows our hearts. He knows our heart conditions. He, he knows how much we want to honour him. He sees what we're doing. Sometimes we might think, oh, Lord, but I'm not really doing the right thing. You know, sometimes we don't really have the time capacity. Legitimately, we don't. And we're feeling bad within ourselves. But he sees our hearts. He sees what we are going through. And he understands. There are many ways that we can seek God's kingdom first. And there are also many ways we're not seeking his kingdom first. I actually remember a time, <clears throat> excuse me, this was many years ago. Um, yeah, this was quite a few years ago. I certainly was not doing right by God. Absolutely not. Um, money was tight. And um, what I, one of the things I did during that time was when I was going to work is I would jump on the train without paying. Now, I did not feel any way about this. I wasn't moved in any way because I thought, okay, don't have enough finances for this. So therefore, I'm going to try and jump on the train without paying. You know, but in God's eyes, that's not right. I was deliberately not paying. Okay. At the same time, and this is me as a Christian, at this, and I, I did this as a Christian, at the same time, you know, when I would speak to Lord, my prayers were, were for God to reveal my wrongs to me. If you really want God to speak, really um, pray those prayers. I was praying for God to reveal my wrongs to, um, to me. And I was really desperate to serve him. You know, Psalms 26 verse 2 says, examine my heart and my mind. You know, I used to say all these things in Lord, examine me. You know, if I'm doing the wrong thing, please let me know. And soon enough, God convicted me of this, that what you're doing is wrong. I remember this clearly that I just suddenly thought, no, I can't do this. So even if I got to the station, my train was coming, I would have to make sure that I get my ticket first. That train would have to be missed before I jumped up. When you feel, when you get conviction there's something that comes over you I can't really quite um explain it but there's something that comes over you and you do not feel comfortable you feel uncomfortable doing the thing that you shouldn't be doing 
that's conviction. You just feel uncomfortable. No, can't do this anymore. Something that you used to do, you know, didn't really bat an eyelid at fair evasion. Um, but suddenly, after conviction, couldn't do it anymore. If I wanted to draw closer to him, I needed to respond to that, not ignore what he was saying to me. If I wanted to commune with him, that's exactly what I had to do. Just put that to one side. So from then on, I said, okay, then Lord, this is me and you. I'm seeking your kingdom first and your righteousness. These are one of the things you're speaking to me about that I needed to do. Because sin and you, they do not match. Sometimes as believers, we justify our situations. Rather than hear what God has to say for us, to us, we justify, we make excuses. Rather than saying, okay, then Lord, you know what? Shouldn't really be doing that. Because I could have justified my situation, but I knew it was wrong. Because even though finances were tight, I still had money maybe to buy the odd um, item of clothing here, the odd shoes here. I prioritized, even though money was tight, prioritize buying shoes or clothes, but I didn't prioritize going, you know, um, fair to go to work or wherever I needed to go to. And sometimes we just need to know that what we're doing is wrong. You know, the Bible tells us in John 10, 10, that the enemy comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. And the Lord has come to give us life in abundance. The enemy wants to steal, to kill and to destroy what God is building in us. As we seek his kingdom, he's building in us. He's building us. It is not our portion for the enemy to come, to kill, to steal and to destroy what God is building in us. As we look to him, as we seek his kingdom, this will not be our portion. This will not be our story. We need to continue to ask the Lord to help us, to teach us his ways. Psalms 86 verse 11 says, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Ask yourself this morning, what is hindering me? What is limiting me from seeking the Lord's kingdom? What things should I be doing to propel me in his kingdom? What things am I not doing that he has spoken to me about? Because if we really want to seek his kingdom first, prioritize him, these are the conversations that we need to be having with the Lord. What are you saying to me this morning, Lord? What things are around me that is stopping me? What excuses am I making? What things am I blasé about and not um, focused on that I should be? Second Chronicles 16 verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The New Living Translation version says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose heart 
are fully committed to him. How amazing is that? The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen whose hearts are fully committed to him. May our hearts be committed fully, not partially, but fully committed to the Lord this morning, from now on. As we prioritise God, put him before everything else, put him at the top. May this scripture be our portion. The Lord will show himself strong in each one of our lives. I mentioned during our, this was, I think it was a couple of weeks ago when I did um, the online Bible study on Tuesday. There's a couple who recently went to Cambodia um, from our church. Now, this is how the Lord was speaking to them to go to Cambodia and start their ministry, or should I say continue their ministry. Now, that was them. You know, when I think about going to Cambodia, I'm like, hmm, okay. But the Lord hasn't spoken to me about that. But that was for them. They've been, they've been obedient to what the Lord wants them to do. He speaks to us very differently regarding his mission for each one of us and the things he wants us to do. He has graced us all with different strengths for, the, for his kingdom missions for us. And the kingdom missions that he will give us all will be very different because we're all very different people. What is God speaking to you about this morning? What kingdom mission is he reminding you about that he's spoken to you? This, again, was many years ago. Um... I was in the, it was called Emerging Leaders that Pastor Joe was doing. This was many years ago before we even moved here. And Pastor Joe <laughs> was doing a task and then he came up to me and then he said, are you guys, you and Mecca, are you thinking about um, opening up an orphanage in Africa? And I looked at him and I said, mm, mm, don't think so. Funnily enough, it was the truth because he had spoken to Mecca many years before and Mecca spoke to me about it and I completely forgot, completely forgot about it. And then recently I remembered, oh my goodness, I never got to tell Pastor Joseph that you actually were absolutely right. God did speak to you. And that was a reminder to us because obviously I had forgotten about this, about what he had spoken to Mecca about. What is God saying to you this morning? What reminder is he giving you about the things that he wants you to do? The kingdom mission that he wants you to fulfill. What is he saying to you this morning? Your kingdom um, mission may not involve traveling like the couple that went to Cambodia or different ones who've gone to different places. It may not involve traveling at all, but it may be here 
your kingdom mission may be your family, ministering to your family, your children, the children you're raising, they may be the next pioneer, the next pastor, the next apostle, the next evangelist. You may be raising the next Daniel, Esther, Joshua, Ruth. Who knows? What kingdom mission is he speaking to you about? The disparity of missions doesn't mean that he sees you less. For example, someone he may give such a great ministry. They're starting a church. They're building a church. Someone else he's given just to rear your children, to input into your children, to build them up in the kingdom mindset. But guess what? You that built up those children, those children are the ones that are going to be the next one, Daniels, Joshua's. So your mission is just as great as somebody else. For example, um, last week, Pastor, um, Pastor John spoke about, actually it wasn't Pastor John, it was last week, some, somebody was um, telling myself and Mecca that um, Roger, one of our um, members in Greenwich, he actually brought Pastor Joseph to church. So he was obedient in bringing Pastor Joe to church. Now, Pastor Joe, he then was obedient in building up CLF, building up such a powerful ministry, powerful church. You're not to look at, oh, my ministry is quite small. I brought Pastor Joe and look at what he's done. What God sees. The disparity of missions is not, God doesn't see you any less. You are just as important. Yours may be a small thing behind the scenes. Somebody else, somebody else, they're in front. But God doesn't see you any less. What is God speaking to you about this morning? What kingdom mission is he speaking to you about this morning? Before we even look at seeking God's kingdom, we need to understand what his kingdom is. The kingdom of God is simply God's redemptive rule and his reign. It's his rulership in his kingdom, his dominion, and is where his power reigns. It's where his sovereignty lies and his righteousness lives. There's no unrighteousness in the kingdom of God. There's no unholiness in the kingdom of God. There's only righteousness and holiness, because that's what our God is. The kingdom of God came to us through God's son, Jesus. And through him dying on the cross for our sins to be redeemed, we then belong to the kingdom of God once we give our hearts to him. Jesus was our ransom. He was the ransom for many. He paid the price for us. And as a result, we can now be with our Father. We can now be with our Father. 
In Matthew 6, 24, it says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. In this instance, you know, he's talking about money. But the principle still stands for other things. No one can serve two masters. When we're seeking the kingdom of God, it's God or nothing. It can't be God and something else. It's one. It is one thing. We are always worshipping. The question is, what are we worshipping? The easiest way to find out is what we spend our, um, our time on what our hearts are filled with. Matthew 6, 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Whatever we spend the majority of our time, our effort doing, that is what we're ultimately worshiping. So what are we worshiping? Is it financial gain? Is it, is it security? Is it the approval of people? power, influence, the welfare of our children, opinions of others, what are we worshiping? Is it for us to portray a certain image to people? Is it perfection? What are we worshiping? That is what we need to be looking at. Jesus is not satisfied with our half-hearted worship the crumbs that we give after we've attended to everything else, we're now um, focusing on him. He is not happy with that. Just like our hearts will never be sat satisfied if we're not worshipping him. You'll find that you're chasing different things. I remember before I became a Christian, I was always... <laughs> chasing different things, always chasing different things for different reasons. Until I became, until I actually became a Christian, gave my heart to the Lord, that is when I felt that void had been filled. That void had been filled. But you have to come to him. You have to be focused on him. You have to be tuned into him. Making sure that we are hearing from him. We're following the things he wants us to follow. Doing the things he wants us to do. That is where our hearts should be. What is the Lord speaking to us about this morning? How does he want us to seek his kingdom? For some of us, it's really simple, like I said, really simple things that he speaks to us about. But you will find that sometimes the little things that he's given you, it's like it's like a puzzle. You start with one, go to the other. You know, you start building up the puzzle before, you know, you see the finished product. You don't always know at the beginning. Sometimes some people do. They see the end of they, they know what God wants them to do. For some people, it's like you're doing piece by piece. 
sometimes people they they know what the lord wants them to do but in terms of the strategies how to get there again it's looking to him how he wants us to go about it and the key is listening to him trusting in him leaning not on our own understanding because we don't have the answers we've been given these instructions so the person who's given us these instructions is him we need to be going back to and bouncing things off. Just to make sure that we are doing what we need to do. And whilst we're doing this, the enemy is always there trying to throw us off guard. But we need to make sure that, as the scripture says in 1 Peter 5, that we are alert and sober-minded because it's constantly there waiting in times of weakness waiting just to grab our attention i'm going to stop there because there's so much more I have, this is just the beginning i haven't even delved into it um fully but this is just the beginning of prioritizing god's kingdom i'm going to stop there um, because time has gone and i'm going to pray thank you lord thank you father god Father, Lord, we just want to thank you this morning. Father, Lord, have your way, O oh Lord, in us. Have your way in our hearts, O oh Lord. Father, God, you see the journey in front of us. You know our hearts, Father, God. You see our struggles, Father, God. You see the battles. We commit all these into your hands, your merciful hands, your capable hands, O oh God. Father God, we pray that you will continue to help us each day, each hour to seek your kingdom first and your righteousness. For there is where the truth lies. There is where our salvation is. There is where your eternity is. As we seek your kingdom, Father God, first and your righteousness. Father God. In all things, Father God, we know that everything else will fall into place. Father God, I bring each one of us before you this morning. I pray, oh God, that you will give us the strength, the grace, oh God, not to deviate, Father God, from your paths, but to walk with you, oh God, to commune with you, to hear you as you speak to us, Father God. The hindrances, Father God, that we've adopted along the way. I pray, oh God, this morning that you will help us to be rid of them, Father God. You will help us, Father God, not to limit ourselves in any way, Father God, as you speak to us. Those kingdom plans that you've been speaking to us about over time. Father God, I pray that you will bring um, the tools, the right resources and strategies, Father God, of how to go about them. Help us, oh God, to hear you as you speak to us. Thank you, Jesus. For those, Father God, who do not know you, I pray, Father Lord, that you will speak to their hearts. You will convict them, Father God, so that they can come into your kingdom. They can believe the message of the cross in their heart, Father God. Confess with their mouth that you are Lord. You gave your only son to die on the cross for their sins to be forgiven. 
and they can be with you. Father God, have your way in them. Have your way in them, Father God. The tussle that goes on in their hearts, Father God, of whether or not to come and be with you, Father God. Silence that tussle. Speak to their hearts, oh God. Yes, Lord, you have won the victory. Daddy God, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.